Welcome to the Confident Couples Podcast, Episode 16. Hey there, we're Bud and Sarah Dunn, and we're glad you're here. Here's a radical idea. We don't think your relationship has to be hard if you make it intentional. We've been together for over 16 years, and we still like each other. Mm-hmm. We want to share the intentional practices that have built the relationship we want. So think about us as your marriage cheerleaders. We know you can have a relationship that's positive, uplifting, and that helps you reach your goals and dreams. The Confident Couples Podcast is advice for young couples who want to last. In today's episode, we're talking about why joint bank accounts are the most important step in sharing your life and finances together. We'll dive into how sharing money plays into transparency, trust, and goals. Let's get to it. What a cool way to spend Saturday night. I feel like we've got it going on. Well, we tore it up last night at the sushi bar. <laughs> we usually don't like to go out two nights on any given weekend. We will do it, but usually not. So, so today here we are. we're inside, hanging out. All day long and spending one wild, crazy Saturday night recording a podcast about money. We'll probably watch movie after this, though, too, so... Well, for sure. <laughs> we'll have to pick one out that doesn't involve any violence or torture or excessive swearing. We got all those things picked out. We're ready to go. <laughs> and when we pay for it, it'll come out of our joint bank account. Ooh, what a transition. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, given that we don't go to the movies anymore and love watching movies at home, that is a decision we made about our joint bank account, that we were going to rent movies when we wanted to and put it in the entertainment budget. That's right. So today is all about why we believe in combined finances and combined bank accounts and why that is the only way, in my view, to do it. Uh-oh. And I'm going to take a position. Yeah. Do you think everyone's going to like this position? Don't care. I <laughs> I'm do. Gonna, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> so... Back in our very first money episode that was during our initial series of this podcast, in that episode, I actually told a story about how my parents had separate bank accounts when I was growing up, and that seemed to work for them. So I was like, you know what? Different couples will do different things. And then we really started talking more and more about what advice would we actually give a young couple who wants to set up intentional practices in their relationship. And we said, you know what? We really believe in the shared bank account. So, and for, because we were high school sweethearts, I would see your mom and dad splitting bills. Uh, Nancy would take this bill, your Brian would take that bill, and I was just like, this is weird. Because <laughs> that was not how you grew up. I grew up in like everything came, went into one pot, everything came back out. My dad always paid for the bill, or always paid for dinner, or always, you know, the it was like his quintessential card middle got American. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yep, you know, where the dude always, stay, always pays for everything. So that was like Mars to me, and I was so confused by it. I would think I was kind of aware it was a little bit different because it would be like the check came for dinner and they would look at each other and go, are you paying for this one or am I? And they'd have to kind of negotiate over it as we were sitting there waiting to leave. And I remember being there. Confused. Being like, Is it, what, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and to explain that a little bit more, my parents always used my mom's bank account for fun stuff and my dad's bank account for bills and fixed expenses. And that was just something that worked out for them. But if we were to give advice to a young couple that was, say, just getting married, we would absolutely tell them that one bank account is the way to go. And my mindset was honestly shifted in this by another podcast that I listened to. We're going to link this in the show notes, but I was listening to a podcast for the first time called The She Podcast. And the host of that is Jordan Lee Dooley, and she had a guest on named Rachel Cruz. Rachel Cruz is a big name in the financial sector, especially in personal finance and coaching people on their finances and budgeting and debt. And they had a really interesting conversation about shared bank accounts. The host asked Rachel, what do you think for young couples? Do you think they should have separate bank accounts or do you think they should share? And I was blown away by how intense Rachel was with her answer saying, I 100% believe in 100% of cases that a couple should share a bank account. And I just found this fascinating and it really resonated with me. I agreed with everything that she had to say about it because I really think that having one bank account helps you align around all of your money choices. I remember when we were talking, having this discussion ourselves as a young couple and that you were apprehensive about having combined bank accounts. And I remember negotiating and talking about how I didn't want to be in public, deciding who was going to pay what. I wanted it to be smooth. I didn't want to have... There was a lot of exterior facing things for me Mm. rather than a lot of what I realized the real benefit later is a lot of the interior benefits of we both understand what money's coming in, what money's going out, where it's going, where it's coming from. You know, the example of we spent a lot of money on groceries. If you're not both paying attention, like groceries are expensive or who knows what, any of these number of things that, you know, gas for us in Michigan, the heat our house can get expensive certain times of the year. Uh, electricity when it's hot out to cool our house that can get expensive every now and every now and then and if you're splitting stuff up and you're not seeing all the expenses you can come with an accusatory tone to your partner about what are you doing well yeah i mean if you don't share the bank account you might not know Mm -hmm. if you do share the bank account and look at all the bills it might be well, you do all the shopping. Why are you spending so much? And the other person can say back because you asked for this item that costs so much. And it could be something that really gets away from you if you're not sharing your bank account and your budgeting and really being a combined force in those decisions. So I think there are some reasons that people decide to keep their bank accounts separate. I think this is a little bit harder if you're not starting your life together at a young age. So we got married right out of college and we were really getting our first jobs at the same time and buying our first house at the same time, making decisions about where to live. I also was starting a business, so I didn't necessarily have a steady paycheck that I would have put in a separate bank account. So I would say it was easier for us as young people starting lives together 
to decide just to have one bank account. But I can imagine for people who get married a little bit later that are maybe more established in their own careers, in their own finances, their own bank accounts, this could be a little bit harder. So this is 100% my advice for young couples who is the major audience for this podcast. But I do understand that some people might want to keep things separate. I think another reason people give for having separate bank accounts is they're like, oh, well, occasionally I might need to make a purchase he doesn't know about. Like if I'm going to buy him a birthday present or an anniversary present, if he can see the money in there, how am I supposed to ever surprise him? Well, I think it to me feels a little bit like a cop out. Agree? We all know where gifts really come from. And there's also more creative things that you can do if you do share a bank account and want to surprise each other. So you can have someone else buy the gift and pay them back. You've had a friend actually do that. Yep. She wanted to buy her husband a birthday gift certificate. So I bought it and she paid me back after his birthday, which was fine. She um, lost it too, didn't she? She also <laughs> lost it. But that was... <laughs> to go find it or go get... <laughs> That was a bigger issue, (laughs) but you can also take out some discretionary money into like a prepaid visa gift card and just explain after the fact that that money needs to be applied to your gifts budget. So you can be creative. It doesn't require having a separate bank account to occasionally surprise your partner. You probably don't even buy gifts that often. So that's not a good reason in my opinion. No. And the, the joint bank accounts for, you know, I think of fixed expenses, things you do together, mortgage, rent payments, things like that is where all that money needs to go to come out from. Now, you still need a discretionary fund for each of you that's the same amount, also known as what we call the shopping budget. I still believe that that should come out of the same account. Like if, you, if you're if you tracking your expenses, you can still manage this all from one account. You don't need separate accounts to micromanage your shopping budgets, in yeah. my view. Good point. So we have a monthly amount that we spend without judgment. And if you want to find out about that, this is the shopping budget episode. So scroll back to that. But all we do for that is we pay for something using a card that comes out of the bank account, and then it just gets applied to the budget number that's being tracked in Quicken. So it it's not required to have separate accounts in order to spend money without judgment. It just needs to be open lines of communication, and it needs to be properly tracked in a budgeting software. And this is a building block on the transparency and money conversation we had in just the prior episode of This is that in execution mode, really, is that once you kind of get through any kind of baggage or challenges you have about transparency as a topic and a policy, this is where the rubber meets the road, where everything goes together, expenses are reviewed together, and that they're all easy to see in one spot. And I will still stand uh, strong on my position that all relationships belong having a joint bank account. It's one pot, no matter what the situation is. No matter is. what. I'm going to stand there. I like it. It would be, have to be a, it would have to be, I can only think of a few very unique positions where this would make, not make sense. Because when you're putting your money together, like what Rachel talked about, you're, you're buying into the same dream, the same plan, the same goal. If you got married together, you probably have already bought into that. 
but then let's not treat our money like this. Like, no, let's treat our money separate. Yeah. Let's but we're have- going to do everything else together. Like, no, no, no. Money's more important than sleeping next to each other every night. We need to treat that totally separate. That's true. I think there's a a big distinction in there about money is part of when you have dreams together, when you have goals together. How can you have those dreams and visions for your future if what it takes to get there is handled separately and you don't talk about it and you compartmentalize that part of your life? It just seems misaligned. We're we're trying as a relationship, especially a married couple, you're trying to buy into the concept of that you're going to work on your hopes and dreams and goals together. And that if you don't align your money together, you're missing out on the whole, a whole big piece and not the whole piece, but a whole big piece of the puzzle of figuring out your goals, hopes and dreams and what you want your life to look like. I think there's also an element of trust to this. And I really believe that a good committed relationship is built on trust if you can't have 100% trust with your partner around money, I don't think necessarily the answer to that is separating your bank accounts. I think the answer is probably better communication and possibly some professional counseling. So if the issues are so bad that you don't feel like you can share bank accounts, it's probably something that you need to work through as opposed to avoiding or putting a Band-Aid on by keeping money separate it's really important for the strength of a relationship to stick with it and figure it out so that you can have that alignment in your money and your goals. So let's talk about the logistics of this and how a shared bank account really works. We're super passionate about it, but if it isn't something you do or you're just looking to get married and you don't know quite how this works, we're literally talking about having one bank account that has both of your names on it And you each have access to it, equal access, not one or the other. You also each have a a checkbook. I don't know. I mean, we both have access to the checkbook. Why do we still use checks? I don't know. Uh, We also have a credit card that gets paid out of that bank account. So all of our expenses and all of our income go in that place that we equally share. And then... Everything gets paid out of there and the budget gets calculated and expenses categorized from that one account. Yep. If you just go to your bank and you ask to set up a joint checking account with your spouse or to-be spouse, they will put the paperwork in front of you. It's an easy process. It's no more difficult than setting up a single account holder bank account. And you can get it done in a short period of time, get money transferred from your separate accounts together. And it takes, you know, a matter of minutes, not days or weeks or a lot of effort here. I would also say if you're going to do this and you're going to get married, you can go ahead and set up this bank account before you get married. But I honestly wouldn't fully fund it and put everything in there until after your wedding date, after you're fully married and you're ready to move forward with your life together. Just to be careful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right to the end. I thought you were going to say because changing your name is a massive pain in the butt. Oh my gosh, that's and that true. You probably want to do it when you get your name changed and everything's all. If you are changing your name for you, I mean, it was a massive pain in the butt. And I think that's it. Once your name got changed and everything was a okay on that front, uh, which wasn't that long after the wedding, anyways. Then we went and we did everything and merged it all together. Yep. That makes what makes sense to me. Yep. So I would love to hear 
if you guys are doing this, if there are any challenges or worries that we haven't maybe thought of about this, I want it to be a conversation. We're pretty passionate about the idea of the shared bank account, but I want to hear why people won't do it. And go ahead and send us an Instagram direct message or a email through our contact form. We can have a little bit more discussion. Maybe there's some education we need around this topic, but so far this has worked really well for us. You can try to tell me why I'm wrong. Please prove Bud wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's always one of my favorite things. So we like to end every episode with a confident couples challenge, something that is an actionable piece of advice that you can take and uh, put into practice today. So if you're doing this already and doing this by you have a joint bank account with your partner already, then cheers to you. Grab a beer. And celebrate with your partner. Woohoo! Woo! You're already off and running. If not, talk to your partner about moving all your money and getting it on the same page together. We think it's that important. I believe that is that one of the most important stepping stones to like full money management as a couple. It's a great way to start. It's like probably your first best step to do that as best as you can. Yeah, I mean, it's forcing money transparency, which we believe in wholeheartedly. Yep. So go do it or tell us why you don't. And we look forward to hearing. Cheers to Confident Couples. Cheers. Hey, thanks for joining us for the Confident Couples podcast. If you want to help create more confident couples, share this episode. Post a screenshot on your social media and tag us at Bud and Sarah on Instagram. For show notes for this episode and even more good stuff and advice, head to our website at budandsarah.com. We'll see you soon.